Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 21st. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan! I'm doing uh, I'm doing all right. I, I got to live a little bit vicariously through, uh, I guess not vicariously, I got to a little slice of uh, what, the, what the boys are going to face next week in Atlanta today. Ooh, you see that forecast? <laughs> I was out. I was out in St. Louis. I was on the golf course. It was a hundred, hundred degrees. It was like feels like a hundred and fifteen. Oh God! It was, it was hot. It was. You know that's what like Denver. I was like going there. I was like, oh, I'll get a break from the air. I look up. It's like ninety three, ninety four. The whole week I was there. The whole time I was there. But it, that humidity, I'm not like breaking any news here. It's the dry heat. Like, I don't know, coming from Maryland, a place like St. Louis, Atlanta, where they'll have it next week, it does make a difference. It just does. It feels like there's just, just you, you know, you don't feel like Lucas Glover. You just don't. Like, whereas you get to some of these other places and it's that boil zone that, that it just really adds a lot. And it sounds like that's what you had with the index of 115. Yeah. Um, Denver was not that I'm, way. I'm not going to lie. I, I think I've peed uh, twice in the last like uh, 36 hours between I was at, I was at this wedding slash engagement party. And I, I mean, I was I was drinking all day long. I mean, I, I, I was drinking water. Well, or both. Both. A little bit of both. A little both. bit of All both. Right. I, was, right. I was consuming right. beverages from like yes. Yes. maybe 1 yes. p.m. till pretty late at night. And I realized I hadn't peed all day. And then. I was just sweating. Yeah. yeah. Sweating it's just, it out. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, you know, this is what people came here for. You're about <laughs> how often I'm taking <laughs> late. Nation scale. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's been. It's hot out there. It's August. So we get hopefully it turns hey. soon. But it's not gonna turn in Atlanta. I know that. You found your AirPod. I did. It was at home. <laughs> it was at home. So I found it. It was like the only time I needed it. It was on the trip, on this airplane, you know, and, and on the podcast for last Friday. So I got some terrible little like stand-ins for a day it didn't even work on the flight home so i got another question for you i was sitting next to a woman who was talking to her cat that was meowing under the seat the whole ride back i was losing my mind (laughs) well i got a question about your your airport understands a damn thing yeah what about my airport experience you said you got to follow the granola to find your flight to Denver. What happens when you're in Denver airport? What do you do? Is there just granola everywhere? <laughs> How do you find your There's just crumbs everywhere. <laughs> There's a, a lot of crunchy snacks. I had to buy a birthday present for my daughter. I look at look at this uh, on the way back. This so I was looking. So I went to all these stores at the airport. Put a lot of thought into this, as you can tell. I just run into the, my gate and I'm going to grab a birthday present. It's all these, it's all the same. It's all these like packs of granola, Colorado, all these like goofy little high socks. They must be into like decorative socks out there. It's just, it was an interesting What'd you go with? ride, but yeah, uh, stuffed animal. Uh, it's always so, good. Which she doesn't need at this point. I had another but, question yeah, for you. Trails of granola crumbs all through the, the train. What? I tried to lure you into, into a poll that I put on on X this weekend. You you didn't. I saw your poll. You didn't. I'm not engaging in that. <laughs> well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to slant the vote. If I send that into the Cleveland mainstream, <laughs> all of a sudden, like that poll is boom, rocketing the Cleveland well out in front. Did Cleveland end up winning? What was the better city, Cleveland versus St. Louis? That was the question. <laughs> we had fifty point nine to forty nine point one. Holy shit! What a poll! Two thousand seven hundred. Wow. The St. So I didn't want to tip the scales there. The St. Louis folks that I was with this afternoon were 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 they gas? They were. They they said, you know, I'm listen, sure. if you had put the poll up in the fall, we would win. 
hands down. You picked the wrong time of year to oh, put I don't the know poll about that. up. You picked the wrong time. That. You know, St. Louis, you can't put a poll up about St. Louis in August. That's just not fair to us. So I think, I think in a way, like maybe St. Louis did win. No, let's get out of here. The numbers are the numbers. You're like Donald Trump here, like suggesting that the poll of the vote doesn't matter. What are you talking about? St. Louis still won. Get out of here. It's not going to be certified by the Electoral College or something because it was in August. I put I put the here. vote up because I'm going to Cleveland in a couple of days. I just, you know, I wanted to see what people thought, how people thought. Like, like Cleveland's not like bad in the fall either it's not like pleasant in august either like what is what is this st louis is all of a sudden paradise in the fall and everywhere else sucks like what are we talking about hey anyway well, i'm not well, we're, you're, you're trying to turn me against st louis which is another you know i extend my hand and you know and shake hands with the people of st louis although they've got their own quirks well, but go while ahead we're, what, while what we're talking about cities yeah what a delightful weekend in chicago well, you weren't there. Well, is that why? What do you mean? What are you talking about? You got out of Dodge. I did. I had to. I had to come support uh-huh. my friend. I'm sorry. You know, I almost, okay. I almost right. got in the car and drove back today. I was contemplated. I was, I was like thinking something the- good was going to happen. It did. I'm kind of mad that I missed it. You know, I was, I was weighing, doing some cost benefit analysis this morning. But like one of the things, you know, you know, the next time we got golf in Chicago is what's that a long time the fucking president's cup 2027 or whatever year it is 2026 for professional pga tour golf yeah. is what you're saying not yes okay um this who knows insane. what the president's cup even is by then god with the new co and everything else who knows absolutely but. insane the crowds were massive they were it looked good yeah, it was yeah. a you know like listen, we can talk about Olympia Fields. Um, I think that they're uh, this is now sixty one, sixty two, sixty two. This is now the second second uh, second champ quote air quotes championship golf course that the pros have just come and just nuked, and I'm sure it's going to lead to changes at Olympia Fields like it did with Medina. Um, you know, I think Medina is going to be a lot better golf course because of it. I think Olympia Fields has needed to restore their golf course for like about 15 years. Um, and it's uh, it's too bad that they didn't do it because they had a drought and they, assume, you know, assumed these scores would be low. But, the, you know, at the end of the day, it was a great tournament. And it was a great, you know, end of the championship. You had great players hitting shots. You know, and obviously you want the conditions to be firmer. You want some, you know, the scores maybe to be a little bit higher. But 61 at soft Olympia Fields is out of this world. 61 at Olympia Fields is nuts. It's absolutely crazy. That is not an easy golf course. It's just, uh, it's a great, great round of golf and um, a heck of a back nine. And it's just a bummer. That there's no golf coming to Chicago in a long time. That's it looked great with some of those triple decker oh. uh, grandstands. There were some like images of of you know some pretty cool visuals uh, of like just the crowds and and how it was surrounding the you know some of those greens and, and things like that. So it did look like a great crowd even on a Sunday. You know, Sunday I feel like is usually when I know it's the biggest day, but you know Saturday's more of the party. But it looked really good. Can I just? Not to this isn't diminishing Hovland's work, but the fact that we get sixty one the day after sixty two and a day after sixty two, I, I just like it's not it's not purely a rollback issue. Like it's not purely a rollback issue. These guys are extremely extremely talented. I just remember I think I was at Golf Channel or something the day after the Medina thing or the week after the Medina thing, and like I was sitting from Robert Robert Damron, we're like chatting about it, and he was like completely inconsolable or not just flabbergasted the numbers that JT put up at Medina. Then the numbers that like the field put up, like that was inconceivable to him. That is not Medina. That is not how he understood Medina. That is not what Medina ever was to like that era of player who faced that. And so it's just not a game that approximates Anything that wasn't 
even not, I'm not talking about like 1935, 1955. The very preceding era, era does not approximate what is going on now. And the players who played in it are completely don't understand like that's not a possible number based on the Medina or maybe the Olympia fields that I know. So I'm not suggesting it's purely an equipment issue, but that is clearly a problem that it has changed the game in a way that has gotten it pretty far afield from what it looked like just in the preceding era, era, not 1955. All right. End of rant or end of end of digression. Let's get to Victor Hovland, who was not just 61 because he can hit the shit out of the ball, drive it very far. He was an incredible, incredible performance. Um, I think he was the top four in all strokes game categories. He hit uh, on the back nine. He shot a 28 on the back nine. It was incredible. He hit seven birdies. I think, he hit seven uh, birdies. I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm sorry. He hit <laughs> he it sounded like, was, did the PGA Tour bot take over? <laughs> I was mixing sentences. I, had, I was looking at one and just started reading the other. Um, I think he hit everything inside 13 feet, basically. On the back, uh, just a barrage of threes and a 28. Um, just an incredible, incredible performance. Victor Hovland putted his way to 28. Number- <laughs> That's probably what they'd put because he had a high strokes game putt. Like, you know, the, the put the computations in. It's just like didn't see anything. And here's what I got. Victor Hovland putts well to 28. But an incredible ball striking performance. Um some of them were wedges, like 18. You know, some of them were wedges. It's can not I, all, can I just you know, uh, six irons. rattle off here what he had? It, yep. Just like, you know, obviously, Olympia Fields, for anybody that's played there, anybody from Chicago, I mean, it's a hard golf course. It's not easy. Yeah. But just the how far, and it was hot today. How far these guys hit it, I don't know what a course can do, you know? and And everybody's like, oh, Show me a golf course that th- these guys have outgrown. Well, here we go. Here's a golf course they've outgrown. You know, <laughs> um, tenth hole he had one twenty nine in, which it's a four fifty or four hundred fifty yard par four. Eleven is a short par four, so he had one twenty eight into that. Twelve, you have to lay back off the tee. He had one fifty two into that. Uh, 13's a 150-yard par 3. 14, a 450-yard par 4. He had 162. So what's that? 9-iron, maybe? From the rough? 9-iron, maybe a wedge from the rough? Could be a wedge. Could be. Uh, Hole 15, par 5. He he was 74 feet from the the green, hitting his third shot. 16, he's a par 3. So this is the only hole that... Victor Hovland hit more than a nine iron on was 16, a par three. That's 203, 203 yards. Um, 17, 465 uphill. He had 157 in or 154 in. And then that was a wedge. Yeah. We know that he spoke to that. Or, and then 18, uh, a uh, 497 yard par four. He had 157 in. Another wedge. Another wedge. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what you're and supposed he striped to do. What I don't know what you're I supposed mean, to do. This is a US Open course. Yeah. And all they're hitting is wedges. Growing it. <laughs> right. We're not talking <laughs> about some like course that's 60 like this is the upper edge already of a championship very it's a par championship 70. course. It's a par 70 yeah. with 600 plus yard par 5s. And it just can't do anything to slow like it's it's just a um I don't know. It's it's crazy. I, you know, people get upset about low scores, and then they they don't want the ball rolled back. And I just don't understand how there's a, a, how those two thoughts can can work in conjunction. Um, and not the same go. And this goes with Lucas Glover's putter and putting. Like this is not removing all agency from the talent and from the player himself. Like it is an astonishing ability and skill maybe skill that Hovland is able to drive it the way he does the way he did on Sunday the way he hit his wedges like he still hit shots um it's just you'd like to see him maybe hit more has, than wedges 
yeah, right. Everybody has this equipment. He he used it better than everybody else on Sunday. But yes, it wasn't maybe the full examination that you'd want to see. That said, an astonishing, an astonishing finish uh, with a 28. I, I didn't really factor him into the equation. It was really like a lot of Scheffler early on. Fitzy. Can Fitzy catch him? Yeah, Fitzy kind of. He was puttering around there for a little bit. He, and then all he of a battled. Sudden he, he battled. Yeah. No, I agree. Totally. I had him in one and done. I was monitoring Fitzy very closely <laughs> here at the wire. I needed him. Uh, he still got me, you know, 1.7 or whatever it was for second place. Uh, so he, he was kind of, yeah, he battled for sure. He, I liked his, he's like, there's nothing you can do about 61. I told Victor he's a little shit, you know, I <laughs> can't do anything about that. It played well. Um, Scotty played well as well. Uh, maybe not all the way through the bag, Scotty Scheffler. How about that um, putt on 17? 17 was tough. Which one? The second one? I mean, the short one? I mean, the first one was a little... I mean, that looked kind of like me when I, like, you know, my stability shaft just <laughs> launched one just in the general direction <laughs> of the hole, but, you know, it's, it still doesn't even... Come close. Can I ask you a question? Oh, yes, the second one wasn't great. What? Do you think Scotty should go to the long putter? Wasn't he dabbling with it? Or maybe it was just a different model on one of the. I think he green. should go to Glover's putter. The lab? Yeah, next week. I mean, if you're thinking along the Ryder Cup and you watch Hovland and then you watch Scheffler, you might have a little bit of like. Eh, what's going to happen here when the chips are down late? Um, what I mean, he, this has had to be such a frustrating year for Scotty. He's had a billion top fives, as we know. It's his sixth career runner uh, runner up finish. Um, he three putted from twenty six feet on seventeen. Um, yeah, just first in strokes gained off the tee. First in strokes awful. gained approach. Just uh, 38th out of 50 on the greens. <laughs> and the negative. You know what was um, uh, you know what was big this week that I was monitoring throughout the week? What? The spread. The spread was back. Oh. Yeah. I was monitoring that as well because I had Lee Hodges as a second pick, just getting massacred down by the bottom. 35 um, shot spread. Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore plus 18. Victor Hovland minus seventeen. Thirty-five well, shots, I mean, and th- 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 this with this field, that's a big spread. Well, think about think about what you're playing for if you're safely in or very very far out with like eighteen holes or thirty-six holes to go. That's, I mean, I guess there's some marginal bonus money at that point, but Taylor Moore is safely into Atlanta. I mean, he might as well. He's just come up and he's just freewheeling, throwing it, throwing it all over the park. At that point, he's safely into Atlanta. You know what I was he thinking shoots about? Eighty on set. What is? What? I, you know, again, this is it's this time of year, so just throwing things out. A cumulative score playoffs would be kind of cool. So f- across uh, six uh, across the twelve rounds, yeah, yeah, like because then it would matter, right? We had someone DM, should they do a staggered start from the very beginning? No. Yeah, staggered starts are out all the way. Uh, well, I mean, Patrick Rogers sort of spoke to this in a great article by Ryan, Ryan Lavner. It's like, oh, I'm just not engaged anymore. Like, you know, that last week I cared. This week, it's it's just hard to kind of be engaged right now. Rogers is one of those guys who's like late uh, upper 50s. Yeah, he's, so he's yeah, basically he's, got a win. I think he's number 50. Yeah, yeah. So he's basically got a win. To advance, and you know, that's hard. That's not going to happen. He's never won on the PGA Tour, so he's like, "Yeah, I'm just here." Like the opposite of what you hear about, like survive in advance. Like you know, I'm just here. I'm not really engaged. It's 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 nice and nice to back off a little bit. But he got his perks for getting to the top fifty. Um, little cleanup on Hovland. All right. So Vic, Victor is a person. He's in, in the pancake expect- zone. With expect a, to win a major. Hey, is there right? a, is we there want, a Norwegian Swedish uh, rivalry? Do you think? Like, it's a good question. That's a good question. Maybe they maybe they maybe they bond and hate the Finns. 
between you know Finland is a, a, kind of a the arch nemesis. I don't or know. Maybe how they it works don't like Iceland. There. I would say there's probably a yeah or Denmark. Denmark kind of sneaks in there. Um, I think Denmark's considered Scandinavia. Don't come to us for all your geography needs. I would imagine there's a general sense of fellowship up there, but who knows? Maybe they hate each other. Those different kind. Of, why are you suggesting? Hovland's not happy to be in the Swedish pancake zone. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> um, Hovland, we expect him to win a major. So, you know, I think that's the next step. But this, I think this year is sort of the archetype of a year that leaves you wildly impressed with someone who's taken a leap without winning a major, without putting a major on the resume. Uh, I don't think he has missed a single cut the entire year. Um, he was top 20 in all four majors, obviously pushed hard there at Oak Hill. Um, was in the mix at a few others, clearly. Uh, you know, Augusta, until we had to watch him chip shot from the back of six there. Um, so for me, winning Memorial, winning Olympia Fields, sort of a massive leap year. It's sort of the archetype of someone who just shows you they made a huge jump without necessarily winning that major or career defining major. But that said, he's someone we expect to win one, maybe not four, but a major for sure. So really, really impressive season. And now he goes to Atlanta in a second. I mean, it's somebody that has worked tirelessly on his game. It's uh, it's super impressive. I think like, you know, he's obviously, from tee to green, I don't think you could find many players that you would pick ahead of him, right? Um, mm-hmm. We talked about like guys that could lead a tournament in strokes gained off the tee and approach. He's probably the one guy that I should have added to that that I didn't. You know, it's like Rory Scheffler, Rom, Cam Young, and and Victor Hovland probably are the the two, the four, five guys that that can do that. Um, and then, you know, he's really improved the, the chipping, you know? He's worked at it. Worked on it. Yeah, he's worked. And he's worked hard at it. if that keeps getting better, which I think it can, like, you know, so much of chipping is just understanding techniques and, and when, to, when to hit different shots <laughs> and having the technique to hit them. You know, it's not that, you know, hard when you understand that and you're just reading lies, right? So I think... I think he he can he can get to where if he gets to where he's an average or above average uh, chipper of the golf ball. I mean, like, there's not many holes, right? No, absolutely not. I guess it's just will that chipping when you get better? Will that be there? Will the hands do what they do in practice and at you know Olympia Fields or a FedEx Cup event when it's now all of a sudden Augusta or a U.S. Open or something? That's that would be your only concern. Did those come out to play? Those bugaboos. I really wonder. Uh, like he, he's forty uh, third on the season in driving distance and thirty fourth in accuracy. I can't, I can't imagine there's many people with that kind of combo of accuracy and distance, mm-hmm. right? He's not obviously not yeah. the longest guy. He's plenty long, and it seems like he's a little bit. He's got a little bit more in the tank than he used to, um, but um, you know he uh, he's a. I mean, would you say he's in the uh, one of the five best players in golf right now? I think after this year, yes. I, I'd say he's had a better better season than some of the guys who won majors I, but yeah and i think like with like cantley and and xander who's some people might put in that like i just think he's a better golfer than that well yeah i mean i put in a note here about do we, do we need to do the whole morikawa hovland wolf check-in like every these guys were just compared to and saw i guess in a way compared to each other for the rest of their career and like who's in first now and I think he'd probably, you know, of course not in total. He's not ahead of Colin Morikawa, but I, I think Hovland after the season, you'd you'd rely on a little bit more than Morikawa, which is, you know, maybe that's the way it'll go for the rest of their career. So jostle around, um, just like Wolfie j- jumping around to different uh, teams. <laughs> maybe um, maybe uh, maybe Brian Harmon's one of the five best golfers in the world right now. I don't think so, but he's going to the Ryder Cup. He's playing well. He's playing great, great this week. This is incredible. Yeah, I thought that was really a, good, a really good performance from him. It was interesting. Yeah. It, you, this golf course, um, 
I mean, it was hard. It was it, the scores were low, but I think it was hard to score really well, right? Does that make sense? You had to. You couldn't just show up and shoot sixty-two. Like yeah. the guys who shit sixty-two worked for it. Really worked for it. I mean, obviously there was insane, some insane putting, hot putting rounds from all three. But uh, I guess Hovland's not that hot if you're hitting it inside. 13 feet all the time but he's still gaining strokes all four days top four in all strokes gain metrics all right you talked about how he had a little more in the tank you know how good way to start your day with a little more in the tank you go to ag1 slash drink i'm sorry drinkag1.com slash shotgun uh and you get your athletic greens when you get your first purchase you get a one-year supply of vitamin D. That's one full year supply, unless you're a lunatic and you're just, you know, uh, chipping into the supply, right? You can just dump it all into one drink. Then, then you're, then it's not a one-year supply anymore, and that's on you for not rationing properly. But you get a one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs when you go to drinkag1.com slash shotgun this is what we put in the tank and we're not talking septic tank who we'll get to here in a minute talking about the boys going to the sweaty atlanta but we're talking about the good the holistic tank not not the dirty septic tank not um but but starting your day off right it's a foundational uh nutritional supplement um it's you know it kind of gets you your mind right it supports the immune system it's become a daily morning ritual uh habit for us each morning uh, it tastes good. It's not, you know, the absolute best. It's not a chocolate milkshake, <laughs> but it tastes good. And there's an intimidation factor is what I'd say I had there. But I was like, oh, this is delightfully fine. This is great to get the morning go going. I just, you chug it. You throw it back. You know, you launch it. I wouldn't say I'd sip it like a fine bourbon or something. You let it go, let it rip, shake it up. And you're off and running. You don't have to chase all these different various nutrients. It's good for your gut health. I mean, who doesn't want a good gut? Who doesn't want good gut health? Nobody. Nobody wants a bad gut. <laughs> I got bad gut health. There's, there's That's nothing. not a good thing. You don't want to say. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're if you're single and hitting the dating market, you don't you don't want to. You know, you might be on a date and somebody health. might say, "Hey, how's your gut health?" You want to be able to say, "You know what? It's it's fantastic." Thanks for asking. I take I drink AG1. So you cover your nutritional basis for the day, literally in about a minute. So I don't know. I think it's a thing to try. Chase it. Give it a run. Uh, go to drinkag1.com slash shotgun and you get your, with that first purchase, you get those goodies. One year supply of vitamin D and AG, five uh, AG1 travel packs. All right. Uh, so Victor wins the event. And then we have the game within the game, the chase to get to Atlanta. Which nobody nobody knew 30. what was going on. <laughs> I love how the broadcast is just nuts. like, you know, this changes by the second. This could, you know, it's like, uh, oh, he's in, he's out. He's on hole four, he's in. Well, I saw PGA Tour posted a video of, uh, I think it's Tom Alter, who's yes. uh, the executive that's in charge of like, running the numbers on FedEx Cup points. And it's Tom Alter going to visit with Tyrrell Hatton. And Tyrrell's like, you know, he. I felt bad for the PGA Tour rep. He, and he's like, would you like your FedEx Cup update or briefing? He goes, no, I don't need anything. I'm not going. I'm done. He goes, well, you're not. You're currently 28th or you're currently 29th. And, you know, they talk about it on this video for like four minutes. And what I concluded was, we spent four minutes saying you could go or you might not go. It seems like you're bet like it, it was like now there are guys still on the course who could play well, but you're also 29th and you know you're probably in okay shape. It's slightly better than 50 50. And it took like four minutes and nobody seemed to know. And I was watching this closely as someone keenly interested to see if the septic tank will be kind of rumbling and shaking down and under the heat pressure and in, uh, in Atlanta. It looked like he was toast. He came out firing. He was like four under through his first six, just firing. 
Uh, I thought it, I thought septic tank was gonna be the one that knocks speed out, which is I got keenly interested in this thirty cutoff. I'm, but like, I'm not gonna, none of it I'm matters. It doesn't. Don't even give a shit about it until it's over because it's just a jumbled mess, and nobody knows, and they're jumping in and out, and nobody seems to know, despite speaking with some certitude on it. You know, an hour one with four more to go. What are you gonna lie? Not gonna lie. I was uh, today was today was uh, enthralling. To watch a guy just try battle against, battle against the top thirty. I'm not gonna lie. I I don't I don't take any pleasure in this. I like rooting for Jordan Spieth. I like Jordan Spieth, but for but for the just a guy take, I, I was really really hoping for for thirty for first finish. So I mean, you kind of are rooting against him because you're rooting. I didn't want to root against him, though. I, this is the problem with takes. You know, you get on one side of the fence and you're you're kind of stuck <laughs> over there. So did no one fall out? I don't think anybody fell out, right? A uh, Fitzy jumped in. No, yeah, Fitzy. Did he? Not? Well, this is the problem. I'm on their I'm on their web their website no, he here. All right, so I'm on PGAtour.com. I'm looking at the leaderboard. I want to see what's going on, right? Why can't I look at where he was? <laughs> Victor Hovland projected two, started two. No, he didn't. He moved into two. What was he before the week? I don't know. Oh, let's go down to to Spieth. He's, he's uh, 29, and he started 29. Nobody moved anywhere. This week was a simulation. Chris Kirk fell out. Chris Kirk went from 20. See, there's too many tabs. There's live projected. There's current. What? There's what? too many tabs. I see Chris Kirk going from 29 to 32. Where is that? That's the one I'm reading. I'm looking at official, which has Fitzy went from 40th to 10th. Where's official? So I knew. I, that's what I'm saying. I was on live projected, which was giving me nothing. It told me nobody moved in and nobody moved out. So, you know, you have two people here who, you know, admittedly, we're not that bright. We're kind of idiots, but we do this for a living. We follow this closely. We're ostensibly care about these things. And we don't know what we're, we, it's impossible. There's two, we don't, we, I just took me, I, I had to mistakenly fall in it. So I see, I see Fitzy jumping in from 40th to 10th. And Chris Kirk is your bounce out. Sahit stays 31, does not move. But for a while there, it looked like Denny McCarthy would be in. The last five in are Sam Burns, who went up from 30th to 26. Grio, Tyrrell Hatton, you know, who had the debrief, uh, is safely through Atlanta. Chucking clubs in 18. He finished like bogey, double bogey. Throwing clubs, thinking he'd gotten bounced. Jordan Spieth, and then Septic Tank. is rumbling and stumbling down to, uh, down to Atlanta for the uh, Tour Championship. That's your FedEx Cup update. The a cup leaderboard, date. are you are you interested in the leaderboard? We've no. Scotty Scheffler, second straight year going in at 10 under. I'm not I interested. I think we gotta do a do a pool, like a game within the game. Who among the even 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 par quintet, quintet will uh you know you got Burns, Grio, Hatton, Speeth, or Septic Tank. We should do like st- different tiers, maybe a little different pool. But that's Atlanta. You think that um, you think the tank's ready that. to go? It's a home game for him. I mean, it's true. Valdosta, he's going back to Georgia. I was about to say, he's probably not used to these temperatures being from Austria, but of course, he's more from Georgia than anything. How about those Uh, guys in the shirts? I land in Denver. Horrible Wi-Fi. Andy, I hadn't even stood up to get my bag out of the above the compartment above the seat. I get a call from you. You're giggling on the other end. I was like, can I pick this up? You know, because it's kind of hectic when you, you're you getting unbuckled and getting off. I pick up. You're just giggling on the other end. It's like, are you seeing this? I'm getting these pictures, these texts. There's like a group of 20 guys in these. My mind's not in the gutter. It's in the septic tank. T-shirts walking around. There's photographers getting septic. I felt bad for septic tank because at one point, he had to acknowledge these idiots. Oh, he did. did you see no. this? Oh yeah, I think tour. Somebody posted. I saw it on Twitter, and like he, like uh, I don't know, if it was a part three. He's walking from the tee to the green. He's like, just didn't look enthusiastic about it. You know, he's like, all right, I gotta walk over this. They're like right there. These twenty guys. He's like 
trying to be honestly appreciative of their, <laughs> I mean, maybe ironic support, but he's got to be honestly appreciative of it. And he just was like, all right, guys, they like waved to him and like went over the rope line. Yeah, yeah. So it was good shirts. I was, you told me about it. I was howling, laughing as I hey, trying to get off the plane. What? We're burying the lead here. We've buried the what? lead of this entire podcast. We've been sitting What's on that? breaking news all weekend what? long. Blocky? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? We're 36 minutes oh, in. I got it. I got it. I was teasing. I was just, you got to listen to the Hovland takes before you get to the blocky news. That's what I was well, thinking we would do. I think we got to get Septic Tank on, on the pod. Oh, I'm sure he'd come on. You know, when I, when I followed apo- Rory. First apologize for, for giving him a nickname that people are. Saddling him with this. <laughs> Just kind of unglamorous <laughs> nickname. It was unintended. It has nothing to do with him. Aside his first name, we've been pulling. Um, we're the biggest Sep Straka fans there are. Oh, we love him. Yeah, absolutely love him. Um, so that's your. What were uh, you saying? You were walking with Rory. Oh, nothing. And, and Septic Tank was in the group at the players' practice round. I was just inside there, and I, you know. I, I, I feel like I got a knowing look, but maybe he, he probably has no idea who the hell this idiot podcast is that's branded in the septic tank. But he seemed to give a, a smirk that, you know, th- this is, you know, we're big septic tank fans. We love Seb Strzok, And I hope he just just rains hell down on uh, Team USA and Marco Simone. Just just blasting it around on him. Big <laughs> fist pump, uppercut fist pumps, rumbling and stumbling all over, you know. Wayfish, you know, USA guy. I think I love he it. could be love that it. could be a pairing. It could be Rory and Septic Tank. Should we do the blocky stuff? I think that might be the t- I think that might be the pairing. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, I think he's he's you know, that makes sense. There's there's a there's there that's the two most elite players on the European team right now. Septic tank they, and, they are. and Rory. Well, here's Hovland, who's, you know, the Scandinavian, spent some time in Oklahoma. Just get you fired up from Atlanta. I'm sure it'll be hot and we'll be sweating a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So that's his, this a ringing endorsement for the Super Bowl. I'm sure it'll be hot and we'll be sweating a lot. can Can we title Wednesday's pod? That can that be the title sure. of Wednesday's podcast? Quotes? Yeah. yeah. Just the quote. I'm sure what what do you what's what do you want to watch in Atlanta next uh, next uh, next week? I'm sure it'll be hot. And everyone it's will sweat a lot. It does look like it's I mean it's I mean, hundred. Honestly, I was in it today. Great. I was in it today. Yeah. I'm wearing my Dratty Sport. I'm decked to the nines to Dratty Sport. I've got like a white shirt on. I'm I'm doing everything I can to be cool. <laughs> and I rode in a cart. I never ride. I never ride. I rode in a cart. Sure. And we were just standing. We let a group play through. We were just standing in the sun and everybody was just like pouring sweat. We weren't doing yeah. anything. We were just standing there. That's what I mean can't be good for fans you no. go next week like what's the what's the point like i mean i don't know it's that's yeah, not ideal so i would just lay in the uh, shade yeah yeah just go to those cool zones or, yeah just pouring water you never have to take a leak the you know, other problem buckets of water the other but, problem is when you're out in that heat and you go into the ac you can't come back out oh yeah then you're done you're done yeah it's like breaking the seal or something. Yeah, you're done. Um, okay, moving on. That's that's your BMW. Blocky. Team. Do we want to do Blocky? All right. So we came upon some information on Friday. Now, you know, sometimes we throw out unsubstantiated rumors, but we're not irresponsible. I, I've, and I wanted to chase this down a little farther before just throwing shit out there, castigating, you know, casting aspersions on Blocky. You know, which, you know, we have our qualms with them, but we try to be fair. Fair and I balanced. I love Blocky. You have qualms with Blocky. I no, love, I love get Blocky. Here. I've always God, loved Blocky. 
So he sets the course record of Valhalla. Allegedly. On, uh, whatever it was. Allegedly. Allegedly. We got information. Um, this was secondhand information from somebody who knew somebody who was allegedly in Blocky's group. That, the you know, matched the course record of Jose Maria, who shot 63 in the 2000 PGA Championship, a major championship setup. That allegedly 13, which is normally par four, was currently playing as a temp par three. <laughs> it was alleged that he didn't play the back tees on 17, which are like closed or something. And I was told, I was played with somebody who's played there a bunch. So that's like the biggest difference on the course. It's like a 70-yard difference. back tee. Well, he got, he got to feel like he drove it like Rory McIlroy uh, by playing up. All par three. All part threes at the moment have, have been the back tees closed. So he played regular men's tees on all par threes. Now, I was going, you know, I didn't let that out in the wild. I said, we're getting some disturbing details. Need to chase it down. This is something we could chase down. And I'm here to present a fair and proper defense against these allegations. Oh. From somebody. Yes. I'm with Blocky. I'm here to stand for Blocky. As a defense All attorney. Right. This is somebody who was in the group. Talk to somebody who was in the group. We're, we are nominally reporters at sometimes, at some points. Other times, you know, we're just chuckleheads. All right. This person was in the group, witnessed everything. He knocked in every single putt. 13 he put, has been a he part of his way to 63. Put, putts well to 63. <laughs> 13 has been a par three for members to keep the fairway healthy for next May, but they played the back box as a par four. So Blocky could see how they'll play it in the PGA. Oh, he hit four iron off the tee and a pitching wedge into the green, just like it normally plays. Every par three was played from the back box, even though they're closed for members. I think I heard also he made a play with an owner of the course. Yeah. Yeah. Every par three. So he let him out. Every par three was from the back box. 14 played 247 with the tee box they've just put in. They played the PGA setup. On 17, they played the box uh, that they played in round one of the 2014 PGA in every round of the Ryder Cup, which is 20 is shorter than the back box. It played about 15 miles per hour into the wind. They said it was the best putting round they've ever seen, and the dude can absolutely roll it. So I'm here. Look at you, the blocky defender. We got some disturbing details. I felt obliged. You know, look, the fact that there were 15 local news cameras there when he walked off the 18th green, separate issue, separate thing I have questions about. But, you know, I got some disturbing details. I was started rumbling around and, you know, I will accept these explanations to uh, as a full and accurate defense of Blocky 63 matching Jose Maria Olafable's course record. Oh. Now, it's not in a major championship, but he approximated the major championship setup. So Good for Blocky. Go. Summer of Block rolls on. But we can't wait to see what else happens before You know, here's the problem. Here's the problem what? For, for Blocky. You never want to go shoot a course record. Like it's, your, your expectations get all out of whack then. I mean, what are, he, he's already said he would be Rory Mac. He'd be a top five player in the world if he had Rory McIlroy's distance. What expectations are to get out of whack left to get out of whack? It's a good point. It's a good point. How about signing Blocky? Well, yeah, I'm out on the card. <laughs> in the yeah, I, I mean, would you expect anything different? Um, all right. I, I, <laughs> I did see someone in the gallery at Chicago BMW. It's like a 65-year-old, like, big boy, burly boy, just in the giant raw hat. I was like, oh, there's the blocky effect. This guy has no business wearing a giant raw hat, Uh, nor does anyone for that matter. But that's the blocky effect. All right. Um, Hey, what about about the the 103-year-old? What about her, Andy? It feels like you you want you want me to you know just sit here and lambaste a hundred and three year old human. 
Seems like you're trying to tee me up. There's a lot of Grandma Susie content. I, I didn't I didn't know who Grandma Susie was before Thursday and night. You were trying to get me to go talk to her intimately on I thought it would be good content. Go get and talk to your Grandma Susie. Ask her what her favorite fruit is. Listen, I wasn't going to be bothered on my by watching low stakes golf on Thursday. I was enjoying <laughs> sitting in in volunteer chairs and finding shade to to rest under. I watched some golf shots. My low stakes. You and Patrick Rogers, the most unburdened <laughs> individuals on the grounds on Thursday. Um, all right. Yeah. Grandma Susie. All right. Let's move on. We had a million events. USAM, uh, Nick Dunlap wins. Uh, amazing great, run, great run for Nick Dunlap. Uh, he matches, as you might have seen, Tiger Woods is the only individuals to win the U.S. Junior and a U.S. Amateur. Um, Alabama player. Really stud, headed to the Walker Cup. Not surprising to see him win at this level. Uh, he beat Neil Shipley four and three. He made 12 birdies in a 33 hole match. Uh, it was very hot in Denver. Um, so he's 19 years old. What's most amazing, I think, for this week was I think he had a triple and a double yeah. in his first seven he holes. Was five, he was five over. over through seven. Yeah. Yeah. He hit the wrong ball like on his third hole. And, you know, you know, match plays a new ball game, but just, Starting a week like that, when the odds are already long to win a U.S. Amateur, um, is highly impressive stuff and speaks to the sort of talent of someone who's now, you know, won two incredibly elite amateur championships at the age before the age of twenty. So yeah, I think there's a lot of Dunlop hype, and it's probably pretty merited. You know, um, yeah, yeah. It's a sensational player, and uh, it's you know, I I don't know, um, I don't know what the whether I'm in, like, I, you know, I think it's good for most kids to stay in school, right? But I do think yeah. this PGA Tour U thing is, like, could, you know, I, I'm I'm going to be very curious to see if anybody leaves early. Like, like, if you're really good, why don't you just go? Well, I mean, we're watching, you know, ADDC. Yeah. Just got his card on the KFT today in t- under two months. So... I think you can be more competitive than ever, right? I mean, you, you can be start making some big husky boy six figure checks right away. It's hard that that um, like what Aberg has, where he's got this card locked in for next year. I mean, it's amazing. You know, that's like the the flip side. But at the same time, I'm, I'm just I'm fascinated by um, who will be the first kid that just is like, you know what. I'm not going to go try and do this PGA tour you because now I think like the, the weight, the it's almost flipped all the way over there. I'd be curious, like, I don't know what would he be in PGA tour you rankings if he was actually eligible. Right. Yeah. That's well, that's a separate question of how you got to be, you know, you had to do calculus and you had to take four semesters of philosophy and be a senior, like to be eligible is a little, it's a little onerous. I don't know. I, I just think, um, like sometimes guys are ready to go. I'm not saying he is ready to go right now, but like sometimes guys are ready to go. I mean, like what if Rory stayed, didn't, didn't went to college for went to, where was he East supposed Tennessee. to go? East Tennessee. I think it was East Tennessee. Yeah. Or what if he went there for gonna be a mock. four years <laughs> so he could get his PGA tour U exemption and, and then Tiger didn't turn pro because he needed to get his, you know, like I, I don't, I don't want this pendulum to swing too far in one way. And I'm not saying that Nick Dunlop is like ready. I, I haven't watched enough of him to be like, yeah, he's ready to go right now. But yeah. something tells me that like three years of college golf, probably he doesn't need three more years of college golf. Um, no. And, uh, I, I would just in the same would I say the same thing about Gordon Sargent. Um, you know, it was uh, yeah. What you know, I was at you know the BMW and, and ironically, you know, one of the one of the uh, a big player asked asked uh, what who won the Sargent uh, Dunlop match Dunlap. Dunlap match. Yeah. That's cool. You know, like I mean, think about that, right? Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like that's that's cool. And there aren't many players, you know, like there aren't many AMs that that uh, you know a high profile player would know like that, right? Yep, 
couple amusing tidbits after being in Denver. Spoke to some people who were working at Cherry Hills. Apparently an army of fluffers, which isn't like, uh, it's not a um, totally unique uh, conditioning circumstance. But there was an army of fluffers just with rakes that were supposed to go out there and just fluff the hell out of that rough. They're like, with just pure marching orders, go make it as hard as hell for them. Uh, and as we saw from many videos, it was very deep, very deep. Also, I guess the approaches were harder and firmer than most greens. They got some big husky boy giant roller. And they were just Did you like that? Did you like approaches. Shipley? Did, were you in on Shipley? Yeah, he seemed great. Was cr- he seemed great. Yeah, I was in on Shipley. Pittsburgh Central Catholic or whatever in Ohio State now, went to JMU. He's, a, he's I mean, anytime we can get a burly boy at the highest levels like that, you know, my fear, you know, the machine, the golf media machine that has just squeezed blocky dry, it could could get its hooks into into, into Shipley. Shipley? You're worried about, about Shipley? That. Yeah, I'm a little worried about Shipley. I'm worried what is Shipley overexposure, but he was great. That that uh, wedge shot, uh, pro shot uh, on Saturday night was awesome. It's too bad amidst the crowd and running through the crowd. Too bad he's transferring into the to the. Big Ten, it'll just be overshadowed by the Illini. The Ohio State. You know. Did you see what he, he talked about with the crowd being surrounded by the crowd and going nuts? I did not. Having to walk out. His points of reference for it, it was amazing. It felt like Michael Block. No. Or Tiger at Eastlake. So that's what we're using now to convey a, a wild fan fair no scene. Blocky and Tiger. Those are your two kind of that can't be real. citations. Yes, it was a quote. It was yes, it was sent in to uh, by a friend of the program. So the youths, the youths are already you know using blocker blocky as a standard of uh, comparison. So, God, blocky. Uh, that's your USAM KFT Chan Kim one uh, first win on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, we're headed to finals next week. Uh, Adrian Chan. Dumont de Chassard. Dumont de Chassard got his card. So he's he locked it up after two weeks, uh, two months, I should say. Going to finals, four event finals now. We could, we'll talk more about that on Wednesday, but the field size gets smaller and smaller. We start at 156 in Boise, and then we're down to 75 by the finals. And it's just the top 30 after the four-week finals. It seems like it could be a cool uh, cool process, but we'll go into more of that on Wednesday. So 156 on let- gets in? Yes, to Boise. All right. right. Then we're 144. So not the not the biggest cut, I got to say, from <laughs> event one to two. 156 to 144. We're cutting 12 guys. That's absurd. That's absurd. I'm sorry. <laughs> then we're down to 120 and then to 75. I'm going to get to the which, bottom of that. I'm going I'm to find out how, is there, how come only 12 people get cut. I mean, the points list at 156 is kind of ridiculous. I mean, you had Dowie Vanderwalt just trying to scrape his way over into the, to get into the postseason. Uh, but Cole Hammer just missed. I think Cole Hammer was the first guy out. Or Austin Eckroat and Cole Hammer, as far as I can tell. But maybe that points list isn't updated. I'm, either, going, so. I'm going to the top right now. Points list? What? I'm going to the top for answers. Yeah, I'm going to the PAC chairman, the Corn Ferry PAC chairman. Who's that? Skinny Vinny? Skinny Vinny. Okay. I I don't want to put Skinny Vinny on blast, but we got a DM from him. Just not up to speed on the Fitz bit, uh, Fitz being from Chicago bit. He seemed really offended by like, Fitz is no more from Chicago than I am from India. That's like me saying I'm from India. This is not like you got to get out of here with this Chicago kid. He was not as like, unless you're joking about this. I was like, oh, it's just the latter. Sorry. (laughs) He was fired up uh, that we were showering Fitzy with Chicago, faint Chicago. Vince one time he was as the PAC chairman of the KFT he's been he like will be on some PAC like he'll be on some calls with the BGA Tour PAC with the big boy PAC (laughs) the top PAC yeah he's like I just put it on mute and turn off my screen and I just don't say anything well yeah What's he going to throw his body in front of like Patrick Cantlay yelling at Randall Stevens or whoever, you know, Jimmy Dodd. Wait, 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 wait. 
I have some concerns about the 156 man field in Boise or whatever. You know, God, that's good. <laughs> that would be great if he did just start throwing his weight around in some just, of those. Just beeps in, he beeps in, and wait, who is this? <laughs> That's good. Ah, he did not appreciate the Fitz stuff. Okay, the let. How about Alexa Fitz? Pana. How about Fitz just having the best week of his year in Chicago? Do you think it's a coincidence? It kind of, oh, we got another submission. Fitz apparently not. You know, despite being just a dyed in the wool Chicagoan, maybe not up to speed on the the dining scene. Wasn't he eating at some strip mall like seafood joint? <laughs> yeah. We got a we got a tip to the hotline on that. Not exactly, you know, not hitting up the best of what Chicago has to offer. Well, I think they were all staying down there. They were down in Homewood. Okay. You know? Okay. They weren't staying in the city. I mean, some of the people were uh, staying in the city. The smart people were staying in the city, dealing with a little drive. They could have been. You claim the good parts, but not the bad parts. So we put that up in the poll. What's a better city? Chicago, not including this place, that place, this or that. You call you, you, you the strip mall seafood joint in Homewood. Is that what you're saying? Uh, trying no. to disavow. Uh, no, you're right, see, you're just trying to trying to twist my words. All right, I'm just saying. Just saying. I just hate the diet. The culinary, the culinary just, options in Homewood aren't expansive. Uh, Okay. Okay. Right. I don't know anything about Homewood. Yeah. All right. okay. Just trying to All jam right. me All here, right. you know. All right. <laughs> On the let, Alexa Pano wins. Did you watch this? Uh, uh, I had it on in the morning. She won in a playoff. Um, earned two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Obviously, she's had an. Int- she made thirty-three thousand bef- before this. Interesting winding career was one of those phenoms on that Netflix uh, reality thing the the full swing not full swing uh the kids one the show about the kids i can't remember the name of it um amari avery was in that so it's kind of not been a linear path for alexa pano she's wandered but she did get her lpga card in q series last fall um done hardly anything in 12 starts this year but she wins the today uh it's good i mean she's 19 she's still very young it's been sort of a up and down Rocky Road, turned pro, skipped college, all that. But she's now one. I think she'll have access to the LPGA. Good on her. European Tour, Dan Brown wins. You know, he's post-writing career. He's done with Da Vinci Code and all that. And now he's winning on the European Tour in Northern <laughs> Ireland. That, that was each each uh, men and women played for a $1.5 million purse. So Dan Brown. How about the Fitzies uh, getting uh, both finishing runner-up? Alex. Yeah. Do you think he should That's be great. on the European Ryder Cup team? When are we going to get? No. No. So the Ryder Cup, switching to news, Ryder Cup top six are finalized. Brooksy bounced out. Oh, he has bounced out. So there's mere just, small amounts of money. There will, this just will give absolute grist for the conspiracy mill. This will allow people to just, until he's a captain's pick in like two weeks, but people will be allowed to hem and holler about uh, holler about what could be if he's let off. He's not going to be left off, but you don't think? automatic six. No. Our home. You think it's a, like, a non-zero chance he gets left off? Yeah. I think it's non-zero. I, do, I don't think it. Yeah. He's going to be put on, but people will be allowed to shout about how he should be a qualifier and all, you know, it's some conspiracy against live, but Homa, Cantley, Clark, Scheffler, Harmon, and Shoffley jumping in there. Grab that last. I think Homa actually grabbed the last spot, but Shoffley, Shoffley has not been doing well, but immediately started playing well this week, you know, playoff time, him and Patty show up, start going low. So he grabs the last Ryder Cup spot. Any thoughts on Ryder Cup jostling for you? There was like a, I saw the fried egg. I think it was Will tweeted about it. nightmare scenario was Chris Kirk potentially winning. And now you've got like Chris Kirk, Lucas Glover. You've got Harmon, like all just barreling their way onto the team here in the last like month. Uh, totally jamming up the works. But anything jump out to I'm you? Just, Cam Young does not make it to Atlanta. Sam Burns safely into Atlanta. I'm Gets looking through the well. list here. Yeah. If Taylor Moore wins the FedEx Cup, he's not getting put on, right? <laughs> or Shank? No. <laughs> what if Adam Shank wins the FedEx Cup? The 
It's insane how much we are waiting like three weeks, the FedEx Cup, which Patrick Rogers just said half the field doesn't doesn't seem to be engaged on. And we're waiting this as like the determining weeks. I don't know. It's starting to make me want for JT more that we're over emphasizing these weeks. And I why think don't the I European team Justin would be excited Thomas, about that. Be a killer in match play before. Like, I don't know. I, I We're overdoing it with like, he played great for two weeks in August. Well, I think Lucas Glover should be on the team. I'm not going to necessarily disabuse you of that thought. So we're running out of spots. We got six spots left. Where are you with Cam Young? Doesn't get to Atlanta. Sam Burns does. I'm, I'm in, I got Cam, Cam Young's in. He, Freddie Couples okay. already said he's in. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, you know, that I'm not sure that means that's a lock. So, uh, but yeah, we have one more week. I think that's announced. <laughs> Live from Frisco, big, big uh, live show next, I want to say Tuesday, the 30th of August. So after the tour championship, we'll talk a little bit more about that on Wednesday. Is that a live show that you're interested in? No. Are you? No. (laughs) I mean, they'll make a big deal out of it, like the, you know, NBA lottery or something like that. But um, they should get some ping pong balls bouncing around and make it look, seem like it's just a random chance. All right. Speaking of non-zero chance, how much chance would you give it that Blocky's there at PGA headquarters for the announcement? Oh. That he's roaming around. He's on the dais or something. God, I, I, I put it. Like I, honestly, I'd put it. There's a non-zero chance that they make an announcement and there's 13 players on the team this year. And we've added a PGA pro for both sides and Blocky is the U.S. PGA pro. Like, I, at this point in the blocky experience, like, I, I would not... <laughs> anything, I, anything's anything possible. Fun. There's no... There's, everything... Everything's on the, table. on the table. Yeah. All right. Okay. They, you could uh, tell me that the tour is going to give him a, a exemption into the tour championship, and I'd be like, okay, maybe that would happen. Uh, we'll talk more about Ryder Cup on Wednesday. What do you think? And uh, in, in the next week. Do you week. think Cam what? Young's in? I don't know what to think anymore. I don't know what to think right now. I know that's an exciting answer, but I'll, let's talk about it on Wednesday. We have Brooks. Do you want some more speed. time to? Do you want some more time to get in? Do some projections? You know. I. I guess to be Kepka, Spieth, Young, Morikawa. You think Spieth's a, a lock, huh? Yeah. Yes. Stop. Yes. And then Ricky. And I think JT. So Kepka, Spieth, Young, Burns, Ricky, and JT. So we leave Keegan. We leave Glover. And Morikawa? Uh, no, I put Morikawa oh. in there, didn't I? Spieth, Young, Morikawa, Kepka. That's four. Four. Then you got two spots. Oh, and then I leave Burns out. Then I got Ricky and JT. Sorry. Wow. So Burns, Bradley. I don't think you can. Glover. I don't think you could leave Burns out and put JT on. He's twelve. I don't. He's, I'm fine with that. Yeah. He's twelve. I'm, I'm, I'm just like a, he's twelfth in points. He made it to East Lake, and he won the match play. What does that mean? I match won. I it's just like a. It's a big win. He won this year. Yeah, it's a big win. And it's the form. Like, I just, I don't know. Uh, Is Ricky left off? No. He's 13th. No. Is there anywhere? There's no way. I mean, Ricky's 13th with nothing from last year. You know who's got to play well in Atlanta? It's Keegan Bradley. Yeah. Doesn't. He's. I I feel like who's got a better chance, Keegan or Lucas Glover? Probably Glover, which I don't know if that's right or fair for three-day matches that are a month and a half from now, but. Or a month from now. Denny McCarthy's done. Nope. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's it. It's, it's what if what if Russell some... Henley? Russell Henley could legit win the FedEx Cup. Maybe not legit. No, it's no, it's it, no. No matter what happens, does the FedEx Cup week... even count since it's a handicapped event? <laughs> they might use the shadow leaderboard for that for points. As they should, if they don't, that'd be insane. If they don't, so uh, certainly some in- intrigue here. Coming, it's a lot of bodies for six spots. Um, the ride, the Walker Cup, 
uh, is finalized for that. No, no more bodies to uh, jostle. So we had six players announced after USAM, USGA. It's Nick Gabralchik, Austin Greaser, Stuart Hagestad playing in his fourth Walker Cup. Insane run. 17, 19, 21. Playing his fourth straight Walker Cup. So Hagestad, awesome, Ben God. James. Yeah, incredible. Like legendary stuff. Ben James, Dylan Minetti, and Preston Summerhays are already joining Nick Dunlap, David Ford, Gordon Sargent, and Caleb Surratt. Michael Thorpe Jornson bounced head to WD with uh, his back issue that he's got going on. Um, and then Solheim Cup. It's women's kind, of a, team. A kind of bummer. There's no uh, no Illini. No. <laughs> well, you guys are all on the other side. I mean, you all come from Belgium. Well, we got this. You know? We got Jackson Buchanan. Maybe next year. Jackson, Maybe yeah. next one. Yeah. And then on the uh, on the women's side for Solheim European finalized Charlie Hall, Leona McGuire, Georgia Hall, Lynn Grant, Saganda, oh and, Saganda, uh, and Nord. <laughs> I was wondering if that would go without comment. And Anna Nordfist um, for the Solheim Cup coming. Like, look, I know PGA Tour golf ends next week. God, do we have a bounty of great match play events coming here at Walker Cup at St Andrews, uh, Solheim Cup. And then in Spain, uh, you know, that's less important. And then you got Ryder Cup. So a lot, lot to digest here. It's less, last, less uh, important. Month. Solheim Cup is less important? Uh, no, I was suggesting that the venue oh. choice in Andalusia, Spain versus St. Andrews is not as uh, important or critical. <laughs> it, might, that might be, uh, it might be at the course that John Rahm's won in Andalusia Masters at. Finca Courtesan. So, What's going on with John Rahm? He's not playing good. Yeah, he's. I mean, he played pretty well at the Open. I know, right? It's just been a weird year, you know. Went gangbusters, and then kind of, you just like, you know, we started to think about is he going to win like eight times this year, and it's just like, nope. He's going to be the player of the year. You think? Right? I think so. I don't think he can give it to anybody. I don't think he can give it. Scheffler going to win the FedEx Cup, and they're going to give it to him. You think? You think players in FedEx? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was about to say you can't. You can't. I don't know that you can't put. Never know with with membership. Membership uh, does weird things. I mean, don't the agents just vote for all those awards anyway? A lot of times, just send in the ballot. I don't know. Could be wrong. All right, we're at an hour and six minutes. This is way Everyone too enjoy long. Your Mondays. I know we had blocky stuff. We went way too long on Chicago. Um, I, we didn't even touch on some of the team stuff, but we got to, that means stuff? we just got a full Wednesday. I don't know, more Ryder Cup stuff. We'll, we'll talk Whipper, a little bit more. Whip Walker around Cup. Wednesday. Coming, this is we'll going to be whipping around this much. Wednesday coming. All right. And the shadow leaderboard. Everyone enjoy the start to your week. We'll be back with you then.